Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back to Trauma Drama. My name is Kaylee and that is Nick and we're so excited that you are listening once again. We have a pretty exciting and um, controversial topic today as we usually do. Um, But Nick, take it away. Tell us what we're talking about. Yeah, so today's fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Nick! Cut! This is, Nick's, this is Nick's worst time of the day, so yeah, he is, is not his best. I am at my best. I'm thriving. So. No, it's fine. It's an easy transition. Johnny, just roll it right now. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. On today's show of Trauma Drama, we are going to discuss our sweet and sours. Then we're going into our main topic for the day, which is going to be substance abuse or use. And then lastly, deep cuts and hard truths. So. Ooh. Let's start. I'll let you go first with your sweet. Yes, let's get into it. So I feel, I was just telling Nick this as we were prepping for the show of like, I am just overwhelmed with sweets. And that is not a place that I've been in a lot of different times in my life. And um, there are just so many. Yeah, I couldn't even think of any, so jealous. (laughs) And I couldn't think of any sour, so we were on a totally different wavelength. Um, But I was really excited because I had... It was bad, but also good. I had the longest day ever at work yesterday. But the last part of my day was taking 55 students to a roller rink. And I got to, like, dress really fun and, like, do roller skating with students. And um, me and my coworker – Yeah, me and my coworker Molly got to skate around and, like – play pretty hard so she like i feel like this was your sour earlier in the week you weren't looking forward to this event. you are right i wasn't i wasn't looking forward to it because i thought oh i'm gonna have to care for all these students it's gonna be so hard and so weird but no i just got to play like i just got to yeah. put skates on roll around molly timed me how fast i could go around the ring wow. we did a lot of like fun activities we did dancing games like it was so 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 fun that's cool yeah because um, these aren't children these are like no. grown adults yeah and so like, so many aren't of the stu- kill themselves exactly yeah and so many of the students i i know and i enjoyed like spending time with so it was a really fun group it was a really fun time um and I, I came back just so exhausted from skating around. It okay, was great. that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm what glad about you got you? out there and got some exercise. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> um, yeah, my suite was surfing, so also mm. exercise related. Okay. I just got a new board and it was it was awesome last night. So cool. that was my suite. You surfed I really at night. A, well, like sunset. Oh, is it scary when you're out there and it's dark? Sometimes it does get scary when the sun is set. But if there's other people out there, I don't get scared. But when I'm alone, I just start freaking out. That I get, is scary. I'm scared if I'm alone in a pool. I mean, I think there's a shark. So I have a weird phobia. But I, I love the water. So it's No, I mean, I can relate to that. You've tried to teach yeah. me how to swim several different times. And I just full panic. Yeah, I'm sure one of these days I'll do it sober. And we'll probably get it. Will we, though? Will we ever do it sober? Uh, I can't picture not. ever being in a pool sober ever again. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Maybe until one of us like owns a pool, but then even yeah. still, still gonna be hammered going. Well, we'll save we'll save our uh, substance topics 
for yeah, yeah. Our, our main topic. But um, I can tell you my sour is that because things have been so good, because I've been having so much fun in my life, um, making all these plans, doing all these fun things, I feel like I haven't had enough time to check in with my humans that I usually check in with. Um, so I feel like I haven't had chances to, to call Kayla as much as I usually would. I haven't had chances to talk to Alana. And she called me last night to say, are you alive? Like, I haven't heard from oh. you in about a week or so. Like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm just enjoying life. Like, I'm I'm going sun up to sunset and, like, crashing yeah. when I get home. And it feels really good, but it's I just haven't been able to check in with my humans as much, which makes me a little sad. Yeah, that is sad. But mm-hmm. at least you realize it and you don't, like, yeah. you know. Even though one, they did have to bring it up to you, but you know, still it doesn't matter. Well, at least you were receptive to it. Absolutely. And so since Alana (laughs) brought it up to me, I'm going to make more of a, like, not that I don't make an effort, but I'm going to schedule more intentional time and make sure I follow up on that. So, um, yeah, checking. Well, yeah, well, hopefully if you move back Mm. home, it'd be fun because we're all having like a big beach day tomorrow. Shut up. Yeah. I'm so jealous. What the hell? What, What month is it? It's still... It's September, yeah. I fucking thought it was August. Yeah, it's still super nice at the beach right now. So damn. Yeah, it's like fucking actually like eighty degrees. It's crazy. Global warming. Yeah, something's <laughs> changing. Um, okay, my sour. I've got kind of two. So okay. the first one's a little more funny. So Instagram. Everybody probably knows now that I do have some issues with technology, and Kaylee <laughs> is the Instagram poster person. Yes, that's her job. That's my job. Um, I more so do the editing of the videos and stuff. So if you hate the videos, uh, it's probably me that you're hating. It's really nice um, of you to say. I'll take that heat. That's really, really kind. You could have totally Thanks. thrown that on me. <laughs> but last night, Kaylee said, hey, can you please post this one on Instagram? I was like, sure. So <laughs> we want to share it on our personal Instagrams, but I kept forgetting to tag us in the Instagram post. <laughs> I had to post it three times because each time I kept forgetting and I had to like redo all the writing oh, I did and geez. the editing I did on the video. And I just thought you'd get a real crack out of that. I, I love that. No, I can just picture you being like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I know. I kept doing it. And I was like, OK, I won't do it on this one. And I did it because you can't. There's no like, are you sure you're ready to post? It's like, oh, your story is posting. And it's like, fuck, I forgot it. And you can't edit it. So that's so interesting that you really utilize the like, are you sure you're ready button? Because I like every time any like, are you sure you're ready button pops up? I'm like, yeah. fuck off. Of course I'm ready. I, I don't make I, any decision hastily. I double check all my work. <laughs> Triple check. Different I just humans, stopped double humans. checking, taking tests because when I did, I would always change my answers and I would always get it wrong. So oh I gosh. always stick with my gut. Now, if I really don't know a question, I'll leave a blank and then I can come back and reattempt it. Like I've had to learn how to navigate my own double checking whoa that is so interesting we are so different because i'm a professional bullshitter especially in social sciences i'm like this is what i think and feel and you can't refute it because it's okay that's different i'm talking science (laughs) tests i did (laughs) like four plus four is yeah or matt when there was a right or wrong answer yes i hate that i hate those kind of subjects i know okay and then my second sour is i've been having a lot of neck pain in the middle of the night so my uh, my guy, right? I got a guy. Um, he kind of rubs me out, <laughs> and he does, does he? He does. He does. No, 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 no. So um, he It'd said that okay it was connected it was. to. <laughs> he said it was connected to allergies. Mm. So I had to like adjust my breathing while I'm sleeping. So I got tape to go over my nose, like to open up your nasal cavities, whatever. 
And then I got tape to cover my mouth so I don't <laughs> snore or open up my mouth. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, because you're opening up your mouth, your jaw is causing you to have neck pain and headaches. So tape your mouth shut. And I was like, okay. That's so, so gnarly. That's so literally gnarly. Literally last night was the first night I put all of that on and I woke up in the middle of the night gasping for air. But I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't even gasping for air because my mouth was taped fucking shut. I was like, <laughs> it's like 2 a.m. That's so traumatic. <laughs> oh my God. I thought I was being like, you know, like someone had a pillowcase on my yeah. face and was like killing me. Do oh, you like, have yeah. like dreams that you're being like abducted and held? No, not oh, quite. Oh my God, I would. But, That's really uh, suffocating. That's really scary. Yes, after that little panic, I'd had a great, great night's sleep. I didn't panic again. So hopefully it doesn't happen <laughs> again <ghost>. tonight. <laughs> I, oh my God, that is really, really scary. Whoa. Thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry I about know. your health issues. Is your guy a ear, nose, throat guy? Like what is his no. job? Oh. He's a, it's called art. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) It's short for active release technique. So his thing is like pushing on other parts that are connected to the part that hurts. So it has really helped with like knee pain or other like lower back pain or something like that. Oh, that's Um, really interesting. Yeah, just like normal aches and pakes. But like, that's why I texted him first. I was like, hey, is this something you can help me with? And he was like, no. Just fucking shut your mouth and breathe. And like, okay. <laughs> I really thought you were bullshitting me. Like it's called what he did. Like what he does is called art. Like no, it's, no, it is luxurious serious. and takes the talent. And I would have been like yeah. so annoyed. But it's now I feel bad because it actually stands for something, and I want to respect yeah. that. So I introduced it like that just to get this reaction. I out love of it. Me, so I love thank it. Thank you so much. You know me really well. Oh. I know. All right, let's roll into our topic. <laughs> I'm ready. Substance use or abuse. Ooh. Take it away. So this is a really like sensitive sort of topic for me because, you know, as I've said in previous episodes that both of my parents for most of my life struggled with substance use and abuse. Um, And so growing up, I had a really, really complicated relationship with substances. Um, And so the reason I wanted to talk about this today was to talk about like how survivors of trauma, especially childhood trauma, manage or kind of make choices about substance use. Um, And so I I wanted to start with a few different things about like illicit substances and then like alcohol, marijuana. Substances are are a little bit more um, accepted or normalized and like the different relationship between the two. So like I remember growing up and um, when I, I think I said this in the last episode, when I was about 16 or 17, like doing drugs with my mom and like really engaging in that sort of behavior. Um, And I remember after she had overdosed and after um, we went through what we went through, I like vowed never to try and or use illicit drugs again. Um, And for some reason, like that sort of experience spoke to my like – my boundary of using illicit drugs, but it didn't speak to any sort of boundary about alcohol, which is what my dad had struggled with or what my dad managed. Interesting. So it's really, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that differentiation comes from. Um, but I also, I've also said for most of my life that I would never be interested in like trying or using any drug um, outside of marijuana or like the the drugs I used to do with my mom because. I was afraid of addiction. Like I, you know, it runs in Mm -hmm. both sides of the family. It's something I do have to and want to be really conscious of. Um, And I remember like going to 
I, I think you remember this, Nick. I went to like this um, really weird like therapy retreat when I was yeah, yeah. like 21, I think. <laughs> God, it was like, Yeah, they just had you like break pictures and bury people and stuff. Yeah. It was the gnarliest thing I've ever experienced. If you are listeners who watch Hulu and you've ever heard of the show Nine Perfect Strangers, it is exactly mm. the sort of weird mental health retreat that I went on. Less murder, however, still some weird shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I, but I remember I called for the consultation and I was like, hey, I'm interested in this sort of therapy. I have two parents who are addicts. And the first question that they asked me was, as a result of your parents being addicts, have you developed codependency or your own addiction? Oh, and codependency. It, obviously. But it was right, like, yeah. why were those the only two options? Like that sparked so many different things in my brain. Yeah. It's like, whoa, is that, are those the only two options? Why? I would never have options? guessed codependency comes from addiction, but you could be codependent on your addiction. Well, but that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about emotional codependency, right? Exactly. Well, and um, I think I want to, I want to not like challenge that thought, but I want to say that what I've learned is that codependency and addiction are like married to each other. So like okay. if one person is an addict, the other is codependent. And like they always feed off of each mm. other because codependency is like prioritizing somebody else's needs, you know, over So are you saying wants. in a relationship codependency and addiction go hand in hand? So like yes. one person has one, the other person has the other. And um, but that means any relationship, mother, daughter, parent to child, um, partner to partner, um, friend to friend, you know, like any sort of relationship, that is how I think they, what I've learned is how they ebb and flow. So if, let's say one of my parents was addicted to drugs, it would make me codependent on them or them codependent on me? I think both. Okay. But I think what I've, what I learned, I shouldn't, I shouldn't um, generalize outside of my own personal experience because it's not rooted in science, but that is what my therapists have told me is my personal experience and what they see the most common relationships looking yeah, like. Yeah, no, I could definitely, when you first said those, mm-hmm. I definitely thought they were in the same group. Yeah. I was like, there's a very similar because aren't you codependent on this as well? Yes, yes. So no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, my personal experience was different. It was more so like those addictions made people codependent. Yeah. But there was probably codependency issues that led to to possible addictions yeah, as well, yeah. especially if people like can't handle those issues that are popping up or those insecurities that are making you codependent. A lot of people could probably turn to, to substance abuse. And I want to, I want to really quickly for our, our listeners to find codependency. Cause I think, you know, we understand, or at least I would assume there's a, a pretty large understanding of addiction or substance use or what that means. Um, but codependency from what I'm seeing, is defined as excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction. Mm, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. So, so, so yeah, the person who's addicted is also the codependent one. Is that what that's saying? No, the other way around. Other way around. Okay, yeah, I can't wrap my head around that. That's okay. It's saying that like, so for example, my codependency is stemmed in if I don't care for my mom or if I don't give my mom what she needs, she will die. Mm, okay. And so if I don't, so then it, you know, it, it bleeds into my other relationships. It bleeds into other parts of my life that if I don't give this partner, this friend, this coworker, um, this adult what they need or what they're asking of me, like it will be the end of the world. It will be, wow. it will shatter my my relationship with them they won't this, love, they won't this love is like me an, anymore 
No, yeah, this is like an awesome point to just bring up accountability and responsibility, which mm -hmm. we're going to talk about later. So mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about it. Actually, I'm just want to like mention it. Yeah, because that is that would probably help. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. So I think like wrapping it all back around to substance use and kind of my my take on that is like when I like I said, I've always stayed away from, you know, illicit drugs and marijuana, but like have gone through lots of different um, phases in my life related to alcohol. You know, like in college, I did the very, very heavy drinking, very heavy partying. Yeah. Nick, you were around for a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think like it is something that I, I worry about. Like I try really hard not to drink on the weekdays. I try really hard that if I do drink on a weekday to only have one glass of wine and or this. Um, but like because of the way that my family has revolved around addictions I try to set my own boundaries but it feels really rigid like it feels like I have to keep it under control or else yeah no I get that because my parents were like we there wasn't as much drug like I don't even think my mom drank really mm -hmm. that much at all but like prescription medications because she had a ton of like surgeries kind of yeah. like yours yeah so that was always around and it was very easy for me to get some mm -hmm. like hey mom I've got my back's a little sore oh here's a Norco mm -hmm. you know just something, tossing those out. And then I was telling my dad one night, I don't think I was older than like 11 years old. I was like, dad, I'm having a really hard time falling asleep, right? Yeah. It could have been for many things. And his suggestion was to take me out to the garage yeah. and give me a Jaeger bottle and say, here, just take a swig of this and Jeez. it should put you out. And Jeez. I was like, oh, okay. And I did that for months without, you know, I never told anybody else. I just was like, oh, I'll go take another swig. It really did help me go to sleep, right? Wow. So obviously we know alcohol actually doesn't make you sleep better, mm. but. Yeah, so that was like my interaction with that kind of stuff. So when it comes to addiction to me, some people might say like, oh, you're addicted to coffee, Nick, or something like that. Mm. It's like, I don't really feel like it's an addiction because I've been able to stop whenever I wanted to. Like, yeah, I might drink a lot, but I'm also like super busy and I kind of need it. Mm. But I think as long as you, I don't think you could be addicted to something if you actually can stop whenever you, whenever you want. So I don't know. Have you ever tried anything like that? Like with your drinking, like if you're worried about being addicted, mm -hmm. being like, well, let me see if I can stop real quick. And then yeah. you stop and you're like, oh, no, I'm not addicted. I'll keep going. I think that's you know so I mean? interesting. And I love I love hearing your your definition, thinking that like addiction is not being able to stop whenever you want or like like creating your own reality that. What is oh my yeah. god? What is that word called of like um when you like negotiate with yourself? Um, fuck. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It starts with the uh, oh rationalize. Oh. Okay. When you rationalize with yourself that yeah I can stop whenever I want to but I don't want to yeah, or like yeah. yeah I can stop whenever I want to but it's not a problem and yeah. like I I have been able to do that with drinking you know like sober months and so like sober times and like I said not drinking during the weekdays. It's like, yeah, I don't that's fine. It's not a hard thing to do. Yeah. But I I like get hard on myself if I break my own rules. And I think that's something um that is that's what I mean about the like rigidity of my boundaries due to like not wanting to fall, you know, victim gotcha. to to an addiction. And I think um I think substances, I just, it's so, so interesting. And I feel like there's so many different ways that we can talk about this. But um, I want to talk about, if it's okay with you, Nick, um, I want to talk about your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Go for yeah. It. So Nick's wife, my best friend, Kayla. Um, I don't know if Kayla really knows this, but she 
her experience and, and her story helped me conceptualize alcohol um, in a really different way. And I don't want to like tell her story. I, yeah, because well, we might have her on and yes. it, like interview her because it is a really awesome, yes. uplifting story. But I want to tell um, just little tidbits about um, what she had experienced and how it impacted me. So um, I want to say that Kayla went through a period of her life where she had to not consume any substances. Um, and we were 16, 17, you know, she was recovering from what she was recovering from. And, um, you know, I think it's okay to say she had a traumatic brain injury. Like Mm -hmm. it was really like, it was really impactful for her, of course, and for all of her support systems and everyone around her. But at that age, I remember her being like, yeah, I don't think I can drink alcohol and I don't think that I can do drugs because of my brain. And I was like, yeah, okay, like, sure, yeah. that, that makes sense. But she really broke down this, like, but I will drive and I will come to the club with you. I will be there. And, like, she really reframed the idea that you don't have to be intoxicated to have fun. You don't have to be intoxicated yeah. to, like, dance around with your friends and have a good time. Um, because that was yeah, always no, something. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. She yeah. did kind of show me that as well. Yeah, yes. I, Kayla does that in such a great way. And, like, I want to model that in parts of my life. Um, but I, I remember like I had this perception that my dad was always at his best when he was like tipsy, but not like hammered drunk. He was always the nicest to me. He was always like having the most fun, like, like looking and feeling the best. Um, versus when my mom was on drugs, she looked like shit, acted like shit, (laughs) like was not doing well. And so I had this like conception that oh, alcohol is fun and it makes you happy and it's good until you reach this or X whatever threshold. So Caleb, which probably, which your idea probably isn't too far off from how things actually go when you're out and about in the club. Right. Just about enough alcohol is probably enough alcohol. Yes. But I mean, I think we all went through that for those that do drink or choose to drink um, of like, when you're out and you have like just enough but when do you when do you stop like when I I, it took me a long time to learn that like when do I just say yeah I'm cool (laughs) it's like I I never had that (laughs) it's when you start being hung over and you're like yeah this sucks I need to stop yeah, but yeah, when yeah. we were younger, it yeah. didn't affect us. So, what, yeah. okay, we make a couple of mistakes or we do some stupid shit. Absolutely. But we don't have to deal with it really the next day. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, get someone pregnant or some shit. Oh, my God. That'll stay with Jesus you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, if you're in Texas. Fuck. Yikes, Nick. Trigger sorry. warning. What the sorry, fuck? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unacceptable sorry. behavior. <sighs> I can bleep it out if you want. Yeah, thank you. Please do. Um, no, but I, I think just the one word. Just, oh my God. I am so mad at you right now. Whatever. God of yourself. Jesus Christ. Um, no, I think I, but I want to ask you more questions, Nick, about like your relationship with substances. I've taken up a lot of space already and want to pick your brain a little more. No, it's all right. Um, well, I've had to really monitor my substance use because I have to, I would, up until this point in my life, I've had to answer for everything I've done. Mm. So, yeah, the only thing I've, I've done is uh, I've smoked weed uh, and drinking. So none of the other hallucinogenic, hallucinogenics or uppers or whatever, whatever's out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't done any of it, which I don't really regret because some of my friends do it and, like, mm-hmm. they just go crazy. They spend <laughs> money. They, like, yeah. They truly had like where they were not paying bills, but still doing their 
their substance that they were like addicted to, right? So that kind of wow. goes along with addiction. Like maybe if you can't make the right choice in a moment. Especially add, like for your yeah. health or your yeah. like, well-being. Financial stability, yeah. anything. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that would maybe I'd add that to my addiction definition. Because I, all my coffee's free. Do you? Because I uh, from work. Yes. And then I brew my own in the day, but I don't go to Starbucks. I don't, I don't go out and buy it. So, do you do you think that we could add to our addiction definition of like making the same choice regardless of a negative consequence? Explain it more. So I think like if you make the choice to continue to drink or you make the choice to do drugs um regardless of whatever negative consequence that comes with that action of like spending too much money hurting relationships hurting you know friends breaking the law um, yeah i think so because health reasons yeah because part of mine was it's again like what i how i handle my life Mm. if i'm gonna do whatever i want until i start affecting others yeah and then i'm gonna so yeah, I think yeah. if you can't bring that back in, yeah. I think you have an addiction problem. Mm. So yeah, that was that's good way to polish up that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so for me now that I'm no longer a first responder, mm. you know, law enforcement or fire, I no longer really have to monitor that stuff. So I started picking up um, marijuana for like medical use, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. It's mm. really helped the pain, mm-hmm. and I no longer have liver side effects I was getting when I was taking all the Tylenol and ibuprofen and all that stuff so but again marijuana is legal so is it's yeah. not really what you're talking about but and you're not people say you can't get addicted to marijuana but I don't know the pain relief that it gives me mm. is pretty pretty addicting like I couldn't imagine going back to how my life was I know and I never understood that you know about like that you can't get addicted to marijuana because I feel like like you can get addicted to anything. Like yeah. any sort of euphoric feeling, like that can yeah. be something that you always, always strive for. Like a, a serotonin, oxytocin sort of like hit to your brain. Like that is something yeah. that you would want to repeat. So like you can get addicted to sex, drugs, alcohol, yeah. like Anything humans. that makes you leave your like body for yeah. a second yeah. can be addicting. And I mean... But like yeah, the feeling, I, the feeling of pain relief, like people mm-hmm. will do and have done anything to get that, right? Yeah. Like I've had that that feeling. You're feeling of euphoria. You the words you used euphoria. What euphoria? Watching someone play a video game. I've been <laughs> wanting to play. Like oh my, my body is flooded with like warmth, yeah. and it feels like someone wrapped me up in a blanket. I'm just like, <sighs> oh, this feels so good. And it's just a video game I'm watching. That's like I'm not so even playing funny. it. Like, Whoa. That's so weird. But like how our bodies have like yeah. adapted to give us the pleasure that we want. Is have you ever seen the Disney movie Soul? I don't think so. Uh, it's a new Disney movie, and you should you should look into it. But it reminds me. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But that's like the main plot of the story is that all of these like artists or um, like people that are talented will reach this like place of nirvana that will like Mm. lift them and float them through the the air and like bring them to this happy place um that creates like sort of this cool alternate reality that is the basis of the movie um and what you're saying it reminds me a little bit of that of like whoa i'm reaching this like nirvana feeling oh Um, yeah yeah like i remember uh in college I took this positive psychology class and we studied this person who I think was called slow-mo 
And this hmm. person was a roller skater. Whoa. Didn't do like that you? on purpose, like me. <laughs> um, who would talk about this, like, absolutely euphoric feeling that they get from, like, being up off the ground and from, like, uh-huh. gliding through the air. Oh, okay. Um, so I wonder if, like, all these feelings are somehow connected or tied together. So if anyone's listening and can be like, Kaylee, there's a word for that. Kaylee, this is what it's called. <laughs> Please yeah, let me you know. you stupid bitch. I know. Fuck. I need to know because I now it's going <laughs> to... It's going to bother me for the rest of the day until I yeah. figure out what this is. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, as for other sort of substances, I mean, like even the prescription drugs, like because I've experienced with that, like mm. with, with my mom and stuff. So it's just kind of that stuff does affect me. Yeah. So in that sense of the addiction, like I'm not for it. Totally. Not for the, but it's like, what? Do you, what else is she going to do for the pain? Like, she is in pain. Like, I believe her pain's real, but this, mm. the other stuff that she gets from those meds yeah. is makes her a little bit neurotic, and it's hard I, to like have yeah. a have a conversation with her sometimes. You know, I I can relate to that a lot as well. Like, that is the same things that my mom manages, and I know my sister and I both share this fear um, of like taking any sort of medications. Like, we have a really mm. really hard time, both of us. Um, taking Tylenol, ibuprofen, taking anything. Like my sister just recently got her wisdom teeth out. And I remember her telling me, she's like, I can't do it. I can't. What if they give me drugs? Like I I can't end up like that. Like I'm scared to go under. What if something happens? And then I end up like mom. And it's it's like a really deep-seated fear for both of us. Yeah, it's super scary. Mm -hmm. The, um... I wanted to kind of bring in a joke at this moment, but not really. <laughs> that sounds it was right. a, no, it was a, it's like a debate. Who's more of an alcoholic? I think I've asked you. Oh. Person who drinks for taste because they love the taste of alcohol, or the person who drinks because they love the feeling of alcohol. Feeling. Yeah, I agree. Right. Feeling. Of a debate. Yeah. I think Kayla. Kayla thinks I'm more of an alcoholic than she is because I'll drink because I enjoy wine or whiskey. Yeah. But she'll drink just because she wants a feeling. Whoa. So it's a, it's a long-standing debate we have. Yeah, I rarely like like being drunk feels good, but I truly enjoy like tasting and experiencing. Yeah. Like it's more about where are we? What are we doing? Not really like about the okay. feeling, I guess. Like nothing is more appealing to me than like going out with my friends or like the going The pregame is just yes, for the feeling. Yes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You get the vibe going, you save some money yes. before you go out to where you're going. Oh, I miss it so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I I've would... had a lot more fun in social events now that I've started using weed again. Because mm. I I bring my little pen and it makes me it does give me that feeling that you were describing yeah. that you don't have a word for where you're kind of floating yes. and I'm just like way more fluid. I feel the music. Yeah. I'm having a better time. I'm more social. Uh, it's not that that doesn't happen when I'm drinking, but I just like, it's a hard sweet spot and it yeah. also depends on what you're drinking. Huh. And then I end up getting like full if it's beer. Yeah. And then if it's wine, I end up getting like too frisky like with <laughs> my wife. And it's like. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to like, find out what it is about different alcohols that make us do different things or like act different yeah. ways. I wonder if it's the, the ingredients and the chemicals that I, like, what is it about wine that makes everybody frisky? I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, maybe it's just a <laughs> whiskey makes me violent. Yeah. Tequila whiskey. makes me want to dance. Beer and whiskey. I just, I want to fight. <laughs> I want to war. Wall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> vodka. Can't drink vodka. Oh, I love can't vodka. Can't drink it. Vodka just makes, makes me sick. 
Mm-mm. Vodka is like, I am having a, like, I'm doing something, playing a game, going out. Like, like I, vodka is unfortunately mine and Kayla's go to. Yeah. And I wish yeah. I could because it's a perfect, like, summer, hot, yes. cool day drink. Yes. But I'm over here drinking, like, whiskey and I'm like, fucking, it's 10 a.m. Yeah. I just, like, don't really want whiskey that early sometimes. Poolside or beachside rum is always, like, Rum or tequila yeah. for me. Tequila is not my favorite. No, thank you. I love it. Anyways, we're getting off topic because we're oh, just hold on. talking well, about Well, in college, I know. In college, I have one more story. Okay. In college, I had a, if you watch New Girl, right? The douchebag uh, jar. Of course. So they made a douchebag like tally mark for me. Mm. So anytime I said something douchey, they would just add a mark. And it was a shot that I had to do before I went home. That's so summer. fun. So at the end of every semester, we would just fucking rage and pretty much the whole party was surrounded by me just taking all 88 oh, shots oh my god it was hard i didn't obviously make it you would have and you would have died yeah yeah i had yeah. A, it had to roll over and then i yeah. just i just fucking took the board and left totally um something i something i want to talk about to kind of close out this part of our mm-hmm. topic if you're okay with that nick is like yeah you know, we're talking a lot about our, our personal beliefs, dispositions on substance use. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that, again, both of us had found ourselves at one point in our lives in a career where we manage humans, again, who abuse substances. Um, and, you yeah. know, like especially I, I work on a college campus. Like I, there is no shortage mm. of substance intervention. Um and it's so interesting having conversations with students when, like, I understand the risks and the, like, actual legal policies behind them, but, like, do my values align with what I'm enforcing? Um, and I think, like, when it comes to substance use or abuse in yourself or when you're kind of regulating or supporting others through it, um, it's, like, where do... Like, do values come into play? Do your values match what you're, you know, you're speaking or you're doing? Um, but I don't know. Did you encounter a lot of that when you were in first response? Yeah, and I found myself being really jaded mm. and having no empathy mm. for people who chose that life and forgetting what I learned in school. Like, they maybe had to turn to that life because they didn't have yeah. other forms of an economy or something like that. So that was what my goal was in law enforcement was to get to like a political point where I could make like some political change and bring law enforcement to the inner city schools and stuff to show Mm. them that like there is other avenues for you guys to turn to. I know your parents Mm. feel like there isn't, but we're trying to like build those bridges again. Um, And you do actually see it in the nicer cities in San Diego right now, which was kind of cool because I was like, wow, I had that idea five years ago when I was going Mm. and you guys are doing it. They're doing it in a predominantly white city, mm. but it could one day get to that point. So that I like, I think everything that you just said, I have so much response to. And I, it makes me think that we should do a topic or a conversation on like white saviorism or like how gentrification works in different spaces and like that yeah. sort of trauma. So um, I like, I have a lot of thoughts, but I, I don't want to. It will go way off if I start, so I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't start. Don't yes. start. Yes. But no, I'm glad it's thought provoking because, yeah. like, that's kind of the whole goal. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the substance stuff. What about legalizing all of it? That'd be a fun thing to talk about too. Yeah, so, go anywhere with it. I think we both um, are for legalizing. 
legalize it. Yeah, I guess that was where I was going. I just kind of yeah. like, I didn't care. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it was annoying. It was like, stop waking me up in the middle of the night. Just stop doing drugs, right? But it was very <laughs> much turned towards what yeah. am I now having to do because of sure. your choices. No, so, abso- absolutely. I was just saying, I'm, I'm ready to move on if you are. Yeah, you have Anything else good. you want to add? Nope, that sounds good. I'm ready to move on. Cool. Going into our deep cuts and hard truths. Um, I almost wanted yeah, to do this... the... No, that's our theme I know. Song. I just love it. It's so catchy. I know. It's so good. <sighs> um, so I have one today. Um, it's pretty short. If it's time to work, it's time to work. Mm. Um, this I love can that. go for it. Thanks. This can go for anything. School, relationships, whatever you can think of. It's not just actually like clocking in or clocking out at work, but... Basically, my point to this is, and it's kind of like what society has deemed normal, um, go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, whatever. But whatever stage you're at, and if that's your goal, what are you waiting for? Kind of thing. Because mm, um, I've had, had some inter- encounters with people who are just like, I'm just not motivated. And it's like, well, okay, like I, there's, I can't really help you then. But then in my head, if it's time to do it, it's time to do it mm-hmm. kind of thing. There is no room for motivation mm. sometimes. Sometimes you just have to do it. Mm. What are your thoughts on, I guess that's kind of a lot. I don't know if I'm on. Yeah, you said about, it like, was motivation. like a short one or a simple one. <laughs> I mean, if it's time to work, it's time to work. That's yeah. pretty simple. But it's very like, there's a lot to cover. So No, and I think, I think we've talked both in different ways about our, our work ethics, right? And like yeah. how interesting that both of them are. But I also think, um, like I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I work so hard with a lot of the the people that I support on my college campus, like to find their drive, to find their motivation, to find mm. what speaks to them. Um, and I think sometimes that's easier said than done because yeah. you can have – motivation you can have drive but do you have the means do you have right. the skills the resources the support to work when it's time to work you know like i i think there's a lot of um there is a bigger like social justice component to to that um of like yes you can have motive but do you have means i know that's what people say right about murder but i'm relating it to, to <laughs> i'm relating it to work <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i know for myself i didn't have the means, but I had the motive mm. and I figured it out. Yeah. So yeah, I have, a, I know a lot of people who have the means, but no motive and yeah. they, they've kind of plateaued. So I don't fuck with the people who have means and no motive. Don't want them in yeah. my life. Don't talk to me. Hard. Yeah. No, there's a certain point where it's just like, okay, well it, you do have to offer something to the relationship um, or to the world. Like if world. you, oh, that for some reason I'm getting so fired up about this. <laughs> like if you have the ability to, to make change, to do something that like gives you joy or that gives you purpose in life and like you are choosing not to, I understand, I should take a step back. I understand that there are obviously certain like mental health or access related things that don't allow you to do that. But if you have 100% ability and means to pursue something and you choose not to, that doesn't align with my values and I don't. I love your political correctness Thank and all you. that. Thank you. But I think in these segments, it's okay to, to throw just the say book it. out the window. Okay, yeah, okay, just, okay. <laughs> the my, topic's more of like, okay, uh, let's sit down and discuss this. Let's unwrap it. 
That um, was a really good, but also really mean impersonation of me. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank um, you. I got, you saw me getting way into it. In yeah, I know, but that's okay. Say some, shoot off the hip, like old Shoot Nick off or. the hip. <laughs> Say something problematic. <laughs> uh, um, but I guess uh, w- one last thing about this is if, if, if it's, what are you waiting for kind of thing? It's mm. just going to get harder. So do it. It's going to be harder to explain. Yes. Like, why are you almost 30 trying to figure out what you want to do, right? People are like, your 20s was for that. Mm. You know, there's a lot of that going on. But again, that's the social norm. Yeah. Throwing the textbook out the window. Just fucking get on your horse and fucking <laughs> do it. Yeah. I think we're really privileged to be around the people that we are around. Like, all of our friends, all of our loved ones are, like, fucking killing it. Um, yeah. Doing really But I don't know things. if we're that privileged to do it. We we sought out the family. Yeah, we worked. Like, a lot of people didn't make the cuts. So. Yeah. We both have had to live in different houses that were not our own. We both have had yeah. to, you know, do think, crazy things to make money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Luck and I don't know if I believe in luck a whole lot, but mm. pretty lucky. That so. could be a whole topic in itself or a segment. Do you believe in luck? Ooh, I like that. Do yeah. you believe in magic? Na, 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 na. <laughs> well, I think it's a great place to end it. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, thank you for a great topic. Or not topic. Thank you for a great talk nick yeah you're welcome love you love you too follow us at trauma drama podcast on instagram and tiktok to see show updates video highlights and much more and dm us for topic suggestions corrections worries concerns or love and hate we upload episodes every monday and friday tune in for more